0: rugbyrenegade.com the number one online strength and conditioning program for rugby are you ready to get bigger stronger fitter and faster and dominate your opposition welcome to the rugby renegade podcast where we build machines hello and welcome to episode 14 of the rugby renegade podcast My name is Jamie Bain and today there's a bit of a change of pace. Uh, Instead of just interviewing strength and conditioning coaches, uh, we're going to be talking all things scrummaging with Peter Bracken, the Scrum Doctor. But before you have a listen to that, please pop over to iTunes, subscribe to us and don't miss out on any more of our upcoming podcasts. Hi Peter, welcome to the Rugby Renegade podcast. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Why don't we start by um, just talking about your playing career uh, first off.
1: Um thanks Jamie uh thanks for, for for inviting me to the podcast uh delighted to have a chat. Um well I, su- I suppose I, I uh, obviously I'm I'm Irish uh, Jamie and I s- started off playing as a as a young guy at 6 years of age with my local club which was uh, Tullamore Rugby Club which would be a junior club um which would be quite a low level club in in the Midlands in Ireland um obviously I suppose I had a little bit of talent and uh, moved through the ranks, um, played underage at Leinster. Um, Then I got what now would be an academy uh, position uh, with the Munster squad, but in Ireland there was no academies back there. Then it was just a group of guys brought in to uh, train against the senior team. And uh, I was basically cannon fodder for a couple of years. Uh, with Monster, and then I eventually got my first contract uh, with Connacht. Uh, spent four years uh, playing with Connacht in the in the Pro 12. Had some enjoyable years, and um, um, I got a call from Warren Gatland wondering, could I uh, would I be interested in joining the current uh, Heineken Cup or European Cup holders Wasps? So um, I didn't have to. Uh, think about that too long so i ended up in uh, wasps uh, for a couple of seasons and uh, uh ended up in in bristol for a short time um i covered injuries in in harlequins for a short time as well and uh ended up uh, playing a year in the pro d2 in the south of france with uh, carcassonne
0: that's great obviously you know and uh, masses of experience to to pull from there from you, your own playing career and then how did you or or what even made you want to develop into a scrummaging coach?
1: Well, the main reason I went into it was um, after retiring, obviously there's the life after rugby situation and what do you do next? Um, Coaching wasn't necessarily something I thought I'd ever do uh, while I was playing, but, um, you know, I was lucky enough that... uh, Throughout my rugby career, I had kept studying, so I had a degree in engineering. Um, So, when the rugby finished, I went back working in the engineering field, but pretty much um, detested it, uh, really didn't like it. Um, Initially, I thought was because I was a little bit spoiled because I'd been a professional rugby player for 10 or 12 years. And, um, I was now in a real job in reality and that I was spoiled that, and I had to do a real job for a change. So, um, give the engineering a year, but, um, really, um, wasn't enjoying it. Didn't really have much love for it. So, um, um at the same time I bought, uh, I've always been asked to do scrum coaching in particular around different clubs and schools. And I was doing that as a hobby. And I just decided why not try and make that, um, a viable business or a viable living. So, you know, I set up the scrum doctor, I suppose about three, four years ago. And again, it was more of a hobby at to start with, but really in the last year or so, um, I've really decided to, crack on and really try and get around to as many clubs and schools as they can. Um, uh, Scrum coaching, and I I really do enjoy uh, the coaching because, um, you know, obviously the on-field coaching, but I am actually a qualified um, executive coach um, outside of rugby, and, um, you know, I was making a living um, doing executive coaching, team building, that kind of stuff, and... I just found that, yes, the, the office type coaching does help on the field and definitely on the field coaching with rugby in the, the office. So um, really, my, my real passion is still the rugby and is still the scrummaging in particular. Obviously, I was a prop myself and uh, pride myself on my scrummaging uh, ability. So you know, going around to clubs and schools, I just found that, um, you know, a small number of clubs would have had um, a knowledge base there of scrummaging, but generally speaking, the vast majority of clubs and players that I was seeing um, had very bad uh, coaching and what was being coached was very poor and close to being dangerous. and. you know, so the scrum was either not being coached properly or, or being ignored completely or not being coached and guys were just left to their own devices come um, game day. So, um, yeah, I decided to set up the scrum doctor and have been going around to club and schools uh, scrum coaching and uh, I just developed a scrum coaching course which I call uh, a scruminar which um, and the aim of that is to coach the coaches to become better, more efficient and safer uh, scrum coaches. So um, you know I've, I've been doing that in Ireland and' um, I'm now breaking into the UK. so um, um, I, I've been invited over to a number of clubs in the UK and I've really enjoyed that and I hope uh, that continue to, to grow.
0: That's great, and we'll we'll of course share some links on the on the show notes for anyone who, who's interested in the scrum and hours. Um and and so on on these scrumminars. What let's get into kind of the the basics of scrummaging. What what are kind of the key things you'll look for from your front row?
1: Well, um, well, I, I suppose we start with uh, the basics and and the proper uh, position and posture. And what I like to call and a lot of scrum coaches would refer to the power position um, where you your body is in the most powerful and safest possible position it can be in uh, to scrummage. And, you know, it's the same position as you would be in if you got underneath the weight to do a squat or a good technique doing a deadlift or Olympic lifting, you know, are or, or tackling. You know, if you've a good strong core, good strong power position, you'll be able to tackle more efficiently, rook more efficiently. Um, so not just for scrummaging, but if you if your posture is good and you're have a good power position, it'll transfer into all other aspects of the game of rugby. So I I always say that you know power position, but I I said like you know. Um, like a weightlifter, if an Olympic weightlifter approaches the bar, you know, he, his feet are going to be grounded, He's, his feet are at the position that he he is most comfortable with or strongest with. weight, you know, he'll always have a, a little bit of a bend in his knees, He's, his core will be tight, um, his back will be straight, his shoulder blades will be back, his head will be still, so... You know, before and he goes and lifts that weight, he, he doesn't come in with bad posture and, and just try and lift inefficiently. So, you, you know, you, you work from the ground up, you get the guys in the good, um, power position on the setup of the scrum, and then you continue that into the engagement and then into the scrum as a whole. Um, and I find if you can set each individual player into a good power position, and then get them bound up efficiently and get the scrum set properly and efficiently before the engagement, um, you're gonna have a better scrum. Um, and the engagement almost uh, takes care of, of itself. And then obviously you get into binding, you get into the height of the scrum, you get into the the different um, tactics and angles against your opposition, but the main base is that power base and that uh, power position that um everything else is, is built upon
0: okay so so physically um say i was working with you and and with one of your players uh, as an snc coach mm-hmm. what, what would you want for me to do in the gym for them to be good and effective at that power position or, or having that good scrummaging posture
1: yes well, obviously, they um, have to have the flexibility to get into that position uh, properly. Um, now, I was never the most uh, uh, flexible, still I'm not the most flexible person, um, <laughs> uh, but I can get into that position. So I suppose it's back to a little bit of muscle memory as well by repetition, 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 getting into that good uh, power position. Um You know, I don't find, obviously, in any sport, the more flexible you are, the better. But um, you don't have to be overly um, flexible to get into a good power position. Um, But you do need a strong core, um, obviously. So there the core exercises come in, you know, the heavy lifting um, coming in um, to to build a strong core. Um, I will always get my guys to um brace their stomach muscles when when they're about to engage into a scrum and also have an arch in their back um almost um, um over arch your back if, if if i'm explaining that properly so that when they get into the scrum position the back is at least um a level that you know um or is in neutral or is in a neutral position because no, you don't want to get rounded shoulders. You don't want to get a rounded back, just the same as as weightlifting or weight lifting a weight. You know, as, as soon as the back starts to fold in or or fold outwards, um uh, you know, you get inefficient. So, I suppose uh, strength conditioning point point of view. You know, flexibility that you can get into the power position and then really around that core area that um your back can be straight and parallel to the ground while you're scrummaging and have have the core really tight. Obviously um injury prevention wise and safety wise, um a strong neck, you know, I, I think strong neck muscles are very, very important and something when I played was ignored. Um, I think you know uh, we did lift a lot of weights. We did lift, um, do the Olympic weight uh, lifts, the, the deadlifts and such. And you were working your trap muscles, which would have had the neck. But you know, I can see in the professional game anyway. There's a bit more emphasis on 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 neck muscle uh, exercises, whether it's the neck harness or kind of with a Swiss ball, isometric type of of neck exercises just to, you know, really uh, strengthen that neck. You know, as the season goes on, I used to find that my collar size uh, used to go up at least an inch uh, from the start to the finish of the season just from pure uh, scrummaging without necessarily doing extra work with the neck. But um, I actually took up MMA and uh, wrestling after finishing playing and the guys did a lot of neck work with that and you know I definitely think that would have helped my game if I'd done a little bit more of that when, when I when I played rugby because you are in the front row of the scrum uh, your neck is going to be under pressure so you know you need a strong neck and, and you definitely need a strong core
0: yeah definitely I, th- I think a lot of the neck stuff is coming in you know throughout all the positions now um, they're seeing it's a good preventative for concussion and things like that so it's obviously more emphasis on that So moving on, um, or in terms of that, in terms of what you look for in an ideal scrummaging posture and Mm -hmm. and sort of physicality, what would be some sort of players out there that some of our listeners might know of that you'd sort of pinpoint as, you know, world-class at that?
1: Yeah, well, I I suppose uh, looking back um, a few years, just towards, uh, in my generation of playing, I thought Carl Heyman, was your textbook uh, prop um, probably the best tie head scrummager ever? Um, and you know, just look back at his videos, and 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 you you get the perfect position. You know, he was a tall man. He was six foot, foot five, I think. Um, so there's no excuse for not being able to get low in a scrum if Carol can can do it. Anyone can do it. Um, uh, get the legs quite far back, but you know, not overextended. Uh, get the hips down and get that back parallel to uh, to the ground, so that all your momentum, all your power, um, is going in one direction, and that's forward. So, like um, that, none of it, that you're not scrummaging upwards, and a lot of the power is going up which could lead to standing up in a scrum and certainly not power going down into the ground, which can lead to collapsed scrum. So, you know, the rule of thumb is the hips level with the shoulders and, uh, that power is transmitted forward. As soon as the shoulders start to go below the hips, that's when things get dangerous and that's where scrums start to collapse because, um, you know, that uh, your core, is is not engaged anymore and the angle of your scrum you're just going towards the ground when you go towards the ground then you end up collapsing so um carl would I mean, uh uh really really good um you know I, obviously i played with uh, mike ross um here in ireland and uh, mike um you know we'd be Talking about scrummaging uh, quite regularly and keeping up to date with whatnot, and you know he has really worked hard on his his uh, scrum scrummaging since he started playing, and you know um, his body position is I find is excellent. You know again it's that straight back and that parallel to the ground, um, so you're able to be as low as you can to the ground, um, but stay parallel. Uh, Mike, um, uh, yeah, there's a you know I I think from in the professional game, you know I cannot really think of a of a poor scrummager at the at the professional end of the game. I I think most guys front rowers are getting that good uh, technique. I suppose it's below below that. I'd say the amateur level, you know that uh, guys tend to see guys not quite as efficient, but. That would
0: be quite natural anyway, I think. Yeah. Um, so we we talked a little bit before about um isometrics. Now, me as an S and C coach, I usually think of that as pausing at the bottom of a squat or something like that. But obviously in scrummaging there's a huge isometric emphasis. Uh why don't you talk a little bit about that and um and the, the scrummaging machine that you've been involved with?
1: Yes. Um well it's it's a scientific uh, proven fact you know that um, there has been research university research done um, t- and it ha- is proven that in a scrum um you can hold more weight than you can push so even if you are against a bigger heavier stronger pack you can still compete and you can compete by one, having superior technique so that, you know, your technique is good. Um, You have your straight back, you have your good posture, you're low to the ground. Okay, and the other thing you can do, even if the opposition have quite good technique as well, you can actually lock the scrum out. So that rather than trying to push a heavier, bigger, stronger pack, you're, all you're doing is trying to hold their pressure and hold that pressure For the entire length of the scrum so um so if it's your ball the ball comes in rather than trying to push you're actually just locking out and holding the opposition pressure get the ball to the back of the scrum and get it out out of there and that's what what i would call an isometric type of hold obviously the muscles are in that isometric contraction that they're not trying to push the object, they're just trying to hold uh, the opposition and the ball is out. Um, now, you can see that at it the higher level professional end of the game, some teams just put the ball in and it's stuck in the middle and they're just holding that pressure until the opposition gives because eventually something will give. You know, um, even if both teams are even, the ball could stay in there for a minute, but eventually something will give. Someone will drop their hips. Someone, someone's hip angles will go out of line, and all of a sudden um, uh, the opposition scrum starts to walk. So um, you know that I, I think it's important to um, you know if if you have a dominant scrum and you can hit hold and then start pushing and walking the opposition, great, that, that is brilliant. But if you are under pressure, you're better off holding that pressure and just getting the ball, getting a good strike, ball to the back and away. Um, And I've hooked up with, um, partnered up with Silver Fern Sports in New Zealand, and they've just developed a new pneumatic uh, scrum machine called a live scrum. And we've called it the live scrum because that's exactly what it does. It replicates a live scrum environment. Now, you know, there's nothing like live scrummaging. You learn the most by scrummaging live absolutely but there still is a place in every level of the game for a good quality uh, uh, scrum machine so um, you know especially under the professional level uh, most amateur teams are not lucky enough to have 16 guys at training 16 forwards to be able to have a full scrum against each other so our live scrum machine um, rather than the normal scrum machines that either just roll along the ground or slide along the ground, uh, this is hooked into the ground and it pushes against you. So it's random pneumatic, it pushes against you, it can move you left and right, to simulate an opposition scrum coming in at different angles. Um, it will lead on the tight head side or the light loose head side, depending where the pressure is coming. So, it repl- uh, so whatever you're doing, the machine reacts to you, to what you're doing. So if you're stronger on the tight head side, the tight head side will start to lead. So then you can get onto your loose head side and get your guys to get the finger out and start pushing a little bit harder. So it really shows up the deficiencies in the scrum. But to help and to train the isometric hold, even even in live scrummaging it's not always possible and you can't do it on the old sled or roller machines because they don't push against you but we can crank up the pressure to higher than you can actually exert and then you have to hold that pressure and hold it as long as you can so we just find that a really good tool to really work the uh, um, isometric hold
0: yeah definitely now we've talked a bit about sort of scrum over the years and you mentioned that the the engage has changed obviously because of the the law changes um how do you see like the law changes uh changing in the future
1: that's that's a very good question um jamie um well first off definitely the new scrum laws have improved the scrum no end you know, as a former prop, I would be biased in saying that I think it's the best rule that the IRB or World Rugby or whoever has ever brought in. Because, um, you know, by the time I finished playing four or five years ago, the scrums were actually getting very dangerous because guys were just so far away from each other and guys were getting bigger, stronger, faster. The hits were getting bigger and the the risk was getting higher. The risk of injuries or catastrophic injuries was just going up and up every year. Collapse scrums all over the place. You know, like two out of three scrums used to collapse. But nowadays, it is a lot rarer occurrence that a scrum will collapse. And I I think um, you cannot hit because the distance is so close now. Um, the hit isn't as big, but you still need to be able to jab that couple of inches just enough to be able to hold your own, and then you're into a more traditional scrunching stroke wrestling match. And uh, because of the new rules, I think it's a hundred times more safe, and you um, you can get yourself in you you can. Pre-engagement, you can get yourself into a good power position, good safe position. And because a hit isn't so far away, you have time then to set yourself into that good position and hold it there. And it's a safe position. And you can keep your power position for the whole entire length of the scrum. Whereas towards the end of my career, with the big smash and the big hit, yes, you try and... Um, keep your body position, but with the big, intense hit and guys coming in at all sorts of angles, um, that always did, did didn't always happen. So I suppose back in the day, your if you won the hit and if you got the bigger smash, the ball would be in back of the scrum out. So you know the big hit if you won the hit, you won the scrum. But nowadays that's not the case. Um, it's it's a lot more efficient. Guys can set their safe position. They can set the good body position, and the ball will come in. Hookers are now hooking again, which is fantastic, and um, and and then and then your options are open. You know, you can get the ball to the back to the eight. You can play off it straight away, or you can hold it in and try and get a secondary shove if you if you so wish. Um, but yeah, I think just for safety alone. Um, that rule has been brilliant. And um, for a spectacle as well, there's less clap scrum, so I think it's improved. How, how to improve it again? Um, I'm not too sure. Um, I personally am happy the way things are, are going at the moment. And um, the emphasis now, I think the rules are correct. And it's up now to players to abide by those rules because really, if you're scrunching straight, which you should be, Um, there should and you know what you're doing and your core and your power position is correct there shouldn't be any reason why a scrum uh, will collapse obviously we're all especially front rowers we're sometimes a different animal so we none of us want to go backwards so maybe if you are under a little pressure you know you may decide to go in at a different angle that you shouldn't be and try and survive but um if you have everything proper coaching, proper scrummaging system, proper scrummaging process in place. Um, There's no reason why scrums can collapse. And I'm I'm pretty happy with the way scrums are being refereed and uh, with the new rule changes. So me personally, I wouldn't change a whole lot. But if scrums start to collapse more and more often, well, then uh, rules may need to be changed again. But just at the moment... Me personally, I'm happy with the situation.
0: Well, that's good. Um, now, Peter, we like to give our listeners some kind of take-home points, and uh, just take for example, yeah. we, we've got a, a young prop who um, wants to do some some extra work on his scrummaging profile and posture, um, but he's he's on his own. Are there some basic drills he could do, yeah. um, just on his own?
1: Yeah. Well, I used to do an awful lot of work on my own with uh, a simple uh, Swiss ball and maybe two swiss balls and um you know um you know you use the swiss ball as almost a a balance and um you know uh, you get into your power position and um you, you put your weight on the swiss ball and you hold that position then you move the swiss ball under the we'd say the right arm so all of a sudden you've nothing supporting your left side So that really works your core to keep in the good scrummage position on that side. Then you move the ball across, Swiss ball, um, to the other side and uh, it does the opposite. Um, You know, simple things like bear crawls, you know, I I think they're very effective now. Um, For a prop, you almost have to train in, we'd say, that type of bear position as much as you can you know like if you're doing a a strength and conditioning session or if you're doing maybe a fitness session um you know you're doing your shuttle runs or what whatever for a strength and conditioning coach maybe get guys to do a bear crawl you know you know if you're doing um you know a, a 20 second bear crawl is 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 a tough shuttle you know um and but to keep that form that You know, it's a bear crawl, but it's a bear crawl in a perfect scrummaging position. So your hips and shoulders are level to the ground. And as you're moving forward, you're chasing your feet just as you would be in a scrum, but you're not getting overextended. Your hips aren't coming up. You know, as you know yourself, uh, Jamie, you guys start to get tired. They're doing a bear crawl. The hips will start to come up. Same as in a scrum. So I suppose as the coach, you have to really... You know, emphasize the guys to keep those hips down and, and keeping that good uh, scummaging position. Um, if you're on your own, you know, obviously core exercises, I think, are massively important. Next exercises I've, I've discussed already. Um, but if you did have a mate, you know, one-on-one scummaging, there's nothing better. than you don't have to go out to smash each other. You just have to be able to hold each other up, move each other up and down, move side to side, uh, work with each other. Rather than against each other, and um, you know if you can scrummage one and one against another guy, um, it's actually more difficult than it is in a real life scrum. So if you can master a one and one scrum, um, you can master a full scrum because you don't have anyone else to rely on. You just have yourself and 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 your teammate um, to rely on, and it brings in those. You know i'm not a string condition coach but it, it really forces you those stability muscles to really activate um if you're trying to keep your weight and another guy's weight up off the ground in a one-on-one uh, scenario um you know even even in the mirror very simply um if you get into a good uh power position and just hinge from the hips and try and hit that position that your back is parallel to the ground all the time. So stand beside a mirror. And I wouldn't normally advise rugby players to be looking at the mirror too often, but if you did have a mirror, um, you're, 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 you're looking just that your, your back is straight and parallel to the ground. The hips aren't high, you know, you're not going in a, in an upper position. Everything is parallel. Um, and, and and that's it. But you know, look, you you cannot get away from those main uh, big heavy core um, core lifts. You know, your your deadlifts, your squats, your power cleans. You know, your your snatches. You know, they they all help to become uh, better scrummagers and uh, and better rugby players.
0: Yeah, definitely some some great tips there, Peter. Thanks, and and I can attest that bear crawls are you know they're one of the toughest things you do if you're really hammering the technique. They're they're pretty yeah. savage. Um, so just yes. just to wrap up, Peter, um, what's what's kind of next for you, and, and where can people learn a bit more about you as well?
1: Um, yes, um, well, I have a website um, uh, called the Scrum Doctor, so it's www slash, scrum slash So, um, you know, it has all my services there. Um, you know, I, I obviously do my uh, normal scrum coaching where I come to a club, coach your team. Um, also, as we've discussed before, I have my scruminars, which is a scrum coaching course for coaches. Um, I think that adds great value to clubs, throughout the, throughout the club. So, so at the end of the course, you'll have a number of coaches from underage coaches, right up to senior rugby coaches, uh, able to scrum uh, coach, to scrum in a safe and efficient manner. Um, And um, I'm on tour actually in Ireland for the next uh, two weeks, um, demonstrating my uh, new scrum machine, um, magnetic live scrum, scrum machine. And I hope to be over in the UK, um october mid october or so so I, I suppose if teams are keen to have a look at the machine or to um get some scrum coaching in or maybe get some of their coaches coached up um, um i'd be delighted to speak to them so um all the information is is on my website uh, the scum doctor
0: Brilliant, and like I said, we'll we'll share links to that on, on our site and, and let us know when you're over in the UK and, and we'll share that on social media and stuff like that and so people can find out about it. Peter, thanks very much. It's been uh, excellent talking all things scrummaging with you and uh, wish you all the best in the future.
1: Thank you very much, Jamie, and wish you the best in everything you're doing. I'm delighted to speak to you. Thank you.
0: So thank you, Peter, for talking to us about all things scrummaging. Definitely uh, loads of take-home points for our front row guys. Uh, but also lots of take home messages for, for anyone, uh, any positions, uh, any athletes that, you know, improving your strength on the basic compound lifts, uh, having good posture and mobility. Um, and that will pretty much carry over uh, to any sport specific skill. So uh, great and refreshing to hear. Um, and of course, check out uh, Peter's Scrum and ours, that There'll be a link in the show notes. And then just keep keep checking us out. More articles and podcasts to come at RugbyRenegade.com. And of course, subscribe to us uh, on iTunes, SoundCloud or Stitcher uh, and give us a, a five-star review. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Rugby Renegade podcast. For more quality rugby strength and conditioning information, check us out at RugbyRenegade.com. Rugby Renegade, building machines.